Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. Okay, I think we need to do something. Right? Yeah, let's do some Bible study. Okay. All right, we're going to continue on our uh, series of teaching on Awake Unto Righteousness, Part 7. Yeah. Okay, um, I want to talk about tonight revealed identity. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. I don't know about the younger generation, but uh, baby boomers. That's how we used to have a chick meal. It's all. In those trick mirrors, it's uh, you look into that trick mirror, you know, something has changed. A little short All, all saying here, when we look into the mirror of the glass, something has been changed. Look into the Word of God. The Word of God is our mirror. We should not see ourselves as sinners. But we should see ourselves as righteous. Something has been changed in that mirror. He says, but we all with open face beholding as, as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit. So the Word of God is our mirror. For our spiritual life. We talk about righteousness. The word of God is our mirror. Which should be showing our righteousness. Our image has changed. Remember I said before. Righteousness is God's gift to man. And what is our gift to God? Holiness. Righteousness is God's gift to man. And holiness. Man's gift to God. But there are a lot of Christians that have identity crisis. They have identity crisis. 
By that word identity, it means the fact of being who or what a person or a thing is. Identity. Religion has a tendency to show our, our identity as sinners, even after we are born again. Religion still shows us a mirror of our sinful nature, right? So it causes a crisis. What is a crisis? A crisis is a time of intense difficulty, trouble, or danger. Intense difficulty, trouble, or danger. Uh, towards what? Towards who? Towards God. We have we have a time of intense difficulty that we cannot fellowship. I wouldn't say we cannot, but we have a difficulty in fellowship with God. We have trouble in seeing ourselves as how God sees us. All right, and then it causes us a place in danger. And that danger is what we either revert back to the world or we walk around with identity because we have been awakened to righteous. So we need to look into the mirror of the word and the word will show us how we've been changed. Okay? The word will show us how we have been changed. Look in the mirror and awake to righteousness and be changed. Psalm 48 and 10. According to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the end of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. Thy right hand is full of righteousness, full, filled to capacity of the righteousness that God has. Now, the only way you'd be able to look into the mirror of the word and recognize that you have been changed. The scripture says that if you're born again, you are a new creature, a new creation. One translation says a new species of being that never existed before. That's why the Bible calls us peculiar people. Because how we've been changed or born again, and we understand our righteousness, all right, uh, it causes us to change into a a species that never existed before. We don't, we should not act the way the world acts. We're born again. We're in Christ. We understand our righteousness. But remember, in this teaching, we found out that righteousness leads us to holiness. Righteousness is our right standing in God. Holiness is our right living in God. So when we understand our righteousness and we start living right, that causes uh, the people to look at you as peculiar, strange, different. Okay? And that's the way, that's, you know, that's how it's supposed to happen. It's supposed to work that way. You're supposed to be a peculiar person, a strange person. Okay? But living in righteousness depended on your faith level. That's why faith is so important to learn and understand. Romans 1, 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. So the righteousness of God is revealed to us in our faith level. 
from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith, or the righteous shall live by faith. So that's why faith is, understanding faith is so important, because any promises of God, any gifts of God, any things of the Spirit or from the kingdom of God, is going to require faith. Okay? And most Christians, they understand faith as believing. Well, in the book of James, it says, uh, James says, even the, even the devils, they, demons, they believe. All right? But they're not living by faith. All right? The just shall live by faith. The just, those who have been declared righteous, all right, shall live by faith. So this righteousness we're talking about, which is of God, it's a free gift from God, is revealed from us, revealed to us based on our faith level. So we go from faith to faith to glory to glory. So that's why faith, faith is more than just believing. Faith is believing and act upon what you believe. Uh, faith without works, faith without corresponding action is dead, all right? So how can you tell whether you believe or not? It'll be predicated on your action. What are you, what are you saying? What are you doing? It determines whether you believe or not, okay? So faith is more than just believing. I have to believe, all right, but I act upon what I believe if I truly believe, because faith works in the heart faith never works in the head okay it starts in the soulless realm but eventually faith has to get down into the heart and once it gets into your heart then you can act upon you can say what you believe paul says that the spirit of faith is that word spirit of faith in the greek is uh we get a spirit of core it's like the spirit of uh, the marine corps the spirit there's a spirit behind the marine, the, the spirit of core. He says that the spirit of faith is, I believe, therefore have I spoken. So what you believe, you will speak, you will declare. So when it comes to righteousness, more you, your faith level is increasing of your righteousness, more you believe it. And how can you tell whether you have received it or not? You start declaring, you start speaking. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because I have been looking into the mirror of the word, and the word, the mirror of the word has shown me that I have been changed, all right? So I keep going from faith to faith, from glory to glory. So now I believe it, and so now I speak it. I declare it. First John 1 and 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Look at this. If we confess our sins, he, he being who? God, is faithful and just. That word just means righteous. And just to forgive us our sins and then to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that cleansing us from all unrighteousness is putting us back into our righteousness. All right. Only thing you have to do is admit it and quit it. When it comes to God. So God is not rationing out righteousness. No, he's not rationing out righteousness. 
The day that you became born again, the scripture says that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, when it comes to righteousness, God will place on us a robe of righteousness, a breastplate of righteousness, and a garment of salvation of righteousness. So as a believer in Christ, don't walk around not with your clothes on. Put your clothes on. Walk around being clothed with righteousness. We have the robe of righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness is to protect what? Protect our heart. Right? And then the robe of righteousness is our is our royal position in the kingdom of God. Okay. God is royalty. Okay. Then we have the garment of salvation of righteousness. That's where we are saved. We are born again. We are. We have been adopted into the family of God. We have been adopted. Adoption is is uh, what I learned in paralegal school that adoption is more legally binding than a biological relationship. Biological, you, you can divorce your family. You can divorce your family, but once you've been adopted, it is legally binding. You can't get out of it. So the scripture says in the book of Romans that we have the spirit of adoption. We are adopted. That means God looked down and looked at you and said, I want that one. And Jesus said, okay, I'll die. I died for that. They believe in me. They are adopted into the family of God. The spirit of adoption. Paul said in Romans 8, whereby we cry out, Abba, Father. He is our Father. He is our sustainer. Okay. All right. Um, let's go to Proverbs 11. 11 and 30. Now, I don't really, I mean, it's all good, but I want to really get some good stuff there. Proverbs. The fruit of the righteousness, excuse me, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. He that winneth souls is wise. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. We know about the tree of life at the beginning in the uh, book of Genesis that Adam and Eve ate of the tree of good and evil. Okay? Once they, uh, once they did that, then God uh, banished them out from the Garden of Eden because they could not, he did not want them to eat from the tree of life. Okay, because they ate from the tree of good and evil. The fruit of the tree of good. What is the fruit of the tree of good and evil? The fruit of the tree of good and evil is ever learning, but never coming to truth. 
2022, mankind is still eating from the tree of good and evil. What do you think social media is? People are eating from the tree of good and evil, which they are ever learning, but never coming to, coming to truth. Always learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Where is the knowledge of the truth? It's from the tree of life. Okay? So the fruit of the tree of good and evil. Now look at this. Now this is where a lot of Christians, they don't get the full scope of this. The fruit of the tree of good and evil. We kind of understand the concept of evil. Like, okay, you eat from the fruit of evil. All right? That's ever learned. That's, that's still not pleasing with God. Even if you eat from the fruit of the tree of good, Still not pleased with that. Even, even though you're eating from the fruit of something that is good, how I many of y'all know this? Some things can be good, but it's not right. Some things that we can do that are good, but it's not a knowledge of truth. So we are constantly eating from the fruit of the tree of good and evil. Whether you eat from the fruit of evil, still not good, or eating from the fruit of good is still not good. Because the fruit of the tree of good and evil wants you to think that you are God. Now let's, let's let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's let's go. I don't have this on slide. Oh, let's go to Genesis. Let's go to. Let's go to Genesis 2 first. Then we're going to hop all over to Genesis 3. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. I wonder. 16, and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in that day thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Okay? So God gives Adam a command eat from any fruit of any of the trees in the garden freely except for the tree of the of knowledge of the knowledge of good and evil. Now let's go to Genesis 3. 
Genesis chapter 3. Because the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil wants you to think that you are God. But it is always learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Genesis 3 verse 1 says, Now the serpent was more subtile than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. That means he was subtile, he was cunning, he was crafty. How many of y'all know when uh, the, the snake walked upright? Walked upright. And uh, he was uh, more cunning, more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? The woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Did God really say that? No. <laughs> so whenever the enemy comes to bring lies, he will give you uh, hearsay information. And we know what? Hearsay is not admissible in the court of law. So here, 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 the devil's giving hearsay, all right, to, uh, to the woman. Now look at this. Uh, and, and the serpent said unto the woman, verse 4, ye shall not truly die. Now look at this. They have no concept of death. They never had a home-going service. They never had, they never seen a funeral procession. They have no concept of death. So here the serpent is telling the woman, you shall not surely die. You don't really expect that God is going to heal all your diseases. What's going on? When the enemy brings those hearsay or those lies to us, a lot of Christians do not have any concept or knowing anybody who ever got totally healed from all those diseases. So just like he said, you should not surely die, dying or death was foreign to them the promises of God is foreign to Christians I thought that was pretty good that was, that was a download from heaven 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So a lot of Christians, they don't have a concept of the promises of God. So when they see in the word that Jesus will heal all your diseases, they don't believe it because now they're going to start eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Well, God did heal Aunt Bessie, but uh, Uncle Mo, he didn't heal. He was a faithful believer. And he didn't heal him. What is that? They're eating from the tree of knowledge of good. That sounds good. It's still evil. So since he didn't do that, I just, you know, go take my chemotherapy or whatever you have to do, whatever. Right. Because remember, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil want to make you think that you're God. Once you think that you're God, you're going to start making decisions apart from him. I got to just stay on this side over here. Because, I mean, I know this is good. I just a good part. We, so, because we have believed, because if we eat it, because what? The, the fruit of the righteous is the tree of life. The tree of life is the truth of God. So, where do we get the truth of God from? From God. But we do anything apart from the tree of life. We're eating from the knowledge of good and evil. Which down the tree of the knowledge, the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, making me think that I'm God. And I can make my own decision for my life instead of checking with him. Got any uh, juice down there? Let's go back to Genesis 3. Look at verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Verse 5. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as what? you're not going to die because God knows that when you eat from that fruit your eyes will be open and now you can look at this and you shall be as God knowing good and evil and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, look at that. Tree was good. It was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. 
Where does wisdom is? Wisdom is the principal thing and all that gets. You know what I'm saying? Wisdom comes from God. And you have to say that there is spiritual wisdom than an earthly wisdom. Spiritual wisdom comes from God. Spiritual wisdom comes from the Word. So when you have a believer who does not get into the Word or before God to seek the wisdom and the truth from God, when they're dealing with a crisis, whatever, they do it apart from God and they make their own decision, what tree have they been eating from? Of good and evil, because you think you're God. I don't need to. Only time I need to pray to God is it get to the point where I cannot hear And then, you know, we have heard this old religious term when it's and this is not even in the Bible. This is from the, the tree of the knowledge of good. God help those who help themselves. That's not from the tree of life. Jesus said in the New Testament, in the book of John, he says, apart from me, God don't help those who help themselves. Because the book of Proverbs said, lean not to your own understanding. Submit unto God. All right? So when you understand your righteousness, the fruit of the righteous is you'll be eating from the tree of life. You'll be eating from here. Not social media. Not Facebook. Not Twitter. All those worldly devices are from Satan to continue to have people to eat from the fruit of the knowledge tree of knowledge, good and evil. That's why there's no change. Because they're looking into the wrong mirror. So the fruit of the tree of knowledge, good and evil, wants you to think that you are God. The fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil is not going to sacrifice for nobody. I'll say it again. The fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil is not, when you're eating from that tree, you're not going to sacrifice nobody. I'm not going to sacrifice to come out here on Wednesday night for Get that sacrifice. Gas is, gas is hot. What tree are you eating from? Gas, gas is hot. What do the tree of light say? My God shall supply all my needs. So, but you're looking, but you're listening to the news media. Gas is $5. I don't care. It's $10 a gallon. If I'm eating from the tree of life, that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God is going to give me the extra finances to buy my gas. But if I'm eating from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, which is the world, the media, I can't go to that. Gas is $5. What did you just say? I'm God, and I'm going to make a decision. 
sacrifice. Sacrifice. The fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is selfishness. Men are so void of the spirit, they are living out from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They are so void of the spirit. And sad to say, even Christians, Christians, a lot of Christians don't have no spiritual inclination. They don't know. You know, how do you know you're supposed to check in with God every day? We are supposed to be led by the Spirit. When we don't check in with God, what tree have we been eating from? If we are His children, we are His. How are we supposed to check in with God every day? Righteousness, remember, righteousness leads us. Into holiness. Holiness is living right, doing right. So I understand my righteousness, it will lead me into a holiness, and I will eat from the, the fruit of the tree of life instead of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So men are void of the spirit. They are living out from the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. We have a generation. We have a generation now of gods. The Me Too movement. The entitlement movement. What's that? We got a whole generation now. Everybody's God. You can't judge me. You can't tell me. I can do what I want to do. I can say what I want to do. We have now a generation of God. And what you fail to realize when it comes to God, God doesn't bow down to God. We humble ourselves. The scripture says we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. When you're God, when you're God, you ain't going to go to God. What are you going to go to God for? I'm God. What do I need him for? So that's why we see believers that do not have a prayer life because I'm God. I my degree, I got my, my paying job, I have my two point three kids. Got me a nice crib, home, paid for. What I need to come to God for? Or it works on the reverse side too. For individuals may not have all that, but they are in despair and everything, and they blame God for their situation. So why I need to go to God for? He didn't heal my body. I ain't got no job. I ain't got this. What I need to go for God for? So I need to seek after the world's system so that I can prosper. We have a generation of God. They believe they live by their own rules. Facts. Now we got a younger generation. They have no concept of 
church attendance, God, nothing. They are really, really, really uh, God-minded. And you know what? A lot of parents are responsible for that because, you know, if you gave your kid a cell phone, you know what you, you know what the Lord showed me about the cell phone one time? You are teaching, they, they are in that cell phone, you know, right? And they are bowing and worshiping Satan. You have children in the church service, they in the cell phone, and, every, and they don't even know the move of God. Because they enter, and what are they doing in that cell phone? They're getting learning information. Never coming to truth. So, you know, when we have fasting time, not only we need to fast from food, everything, we need to fast from social media. Instead of spending two, three, four, five hours on Facebook, getting in strife with all kinds of folks and everything, just spend that time. Say, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm gonna get into the tree of life. The tree of life is true. So we have taught our this generation to ignore God. The scripture said, "Lift up holy." Jesus said, look up, draw nigh, your redemption comes. They are not looking up. Looking up is a sign of humility. They are not looking, they are looking to themselves. But we have created a generation We have a generation of gods. They believe that they live by their own real rules. Look at this. They don't worship Satan. Let me tell you, this generation doesn't worship Satan. But they worship themselves. They don't worship Satan. They worship themselves. This is what I want. This is what I need. They have a God complex. They have an identity problem. They don't know the true and living God. And you know, I hear people, you know, they say, you know, yeah, when they took prayer, I respect hear this when I was hear this when I was a heathen. All right, they took prayer out of school, and that's when everything went down. Really? That shouldn't affect believers who understood their righteousness. In essence, we really don't have a faith problem. We have an unbelief problem. We've been eating off the wrong tree instead of eating from the tree of life. But those who understand their righteousness will eat from the fruit of the tree of life instead of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So they don't worship Satan. They worship themselves. They have a God complex. 
the fruit of the tree of life is truth, the word, the Holy Spirit, and eternal life. Eternal life does not mean going to heaven. Eternal life means knowing God. So when you eat from the fruit of the tree of life, understanding your righteousness will get you to me, to know truth. The fruit of the tree of life also are righteousness, peace, joy, love, faith, which is the kingdom of God. So, Proverbs 11.30 says, The fruit of the righteous is the tree of life. He that winneth souls is wise. My question to you tonight, is your fruit of righteousness the real deal? Is your fruit of righteousness the real deal? The soul has not been won by the word of God until you get your heart and your soul in agreement with the word of God. And then the body will line up. You need to learn. Righteousness will cause you to learn how to be a winner in the heart. And a loser in the head. To become a winner in the heart. And a loser Thanks for listening to Faith in the Word podcast. If the Word of God has been a blessing to you today and you want to give unto the ministry, please feel free. Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, 600 Bellwood Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. Or email Pastor Holloway directly at CecilHolloway at Yahoo.com with more options for electronic giving. Thanks for listening. Stay in faith and be blessed.